in April of 2015, Pope Francis wrote to begin the year of mercy that began in December of 2015. And he began that letter with these words. Jesus Christ is the face of the Father's mercy. Jesus Christ is the face of the Father's mercy. Today we celebrate Divine Mercy Sunday here on this last day of the octave of Easter. And as we just heard Deacon proclaim from today's gospel, there's two appearances in particular that we focus on in this gospel. First one is on Easter Sunday, on the evening of Easter Sunday. The apostles minus Thomas are together. And Jesus comes to them. Could you imagine what's going through their minds at this moment? As Jesus comes to them. It's really the first time they've seen him since they really, minus John, abandoned him at the cross. What are the words he's going to speak to me? Peace be with you. Peace be with you. If that mercy's not enough, he then breathes on them with his Holy Spirit and pours even more mercy on them. He's forgiven them. And then he commands them, gives them a command, a commission. Receive the Holy Spirit whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. Whose sins you retain are retained. <coughs> this is the face of mercy that we encounter. I think sometimes we will draw up this false dichotomy um, that Jesus is the merciful one and God is the vengeful, angry father. And that couldn't be further from the truth. At the very heart of the gospel, John tells us, right, God so loved the world that he sent his only son. If this is the face of mercy, the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit being one in perfect unity, the Son is able in the flesh of Jesus Christ to show us the love and mercy God has for us. And so this is what St. Peter in our second reading that we hear today, he he commands these people, and these are people who were on the dispersion area of Jerusalem. They would have never been present for the teachings of Jesus. They would have never met him in person. He says, though you have not seen him, you love him. And from that love in their hearts comes joy and a great hope. And the trueness of our salvation, which our faith is placed in, the salvation of our souls. And 
then our gospel draws to today. Right? Eight days on the eighth day after the resurrection. Right? We're in the eighth day of the octave of Easter. And the Lord in his great mercy then appears to Thomas. And Thomas had said to them, unless I stick my hands in the nail marks, stick my hands in his side, I won't believe. And there Tom, Thomas right, earns that name of doubtful Thomas. But the Lord in his great mercy adheres to that wish of Thomas. I've contemplated a little bit in prayer this fact that Jesus still has the wounds on his hands, on his feet, right, in his side, those wounds are still there. He rose from the dead. He defeated death itself. He most certainly could have erased his scars. Why was it that he kept his scars? Well, brothers and sisters, we know that it is by his wounds that we've been healed. And it was by those very wounds that the doubt of Thomas was lifted. It's when we see those wounds of Jesus that our faith is bolstered. We sit in the same seat as those who Peter addressed sat. Right? Although we have not seen him, we love him. It's an interesting Divine Mercy Sunday we have. Usually Divine Mercy Sunday throughout the entire world a good number of people gathering for confession, good number seeking God's mercy through the sacraments. And then we reach a point in the health of our world that we're being told to stay away from each other. Right? Great crowds of people wouldn't work right now. Does that mean that we're not encountering the Lord's mercy right now? I'd give that a wholehearted no. Right? Indeed, we are encountering the Lord's mercy. It was with this event that the Lord gave us the sacrament of confession. That's what the church believes. The institution of the sacrament of confession happens during this great moment when Jesus breathes the Holy Spirit on the apostles and gives them that commission. We teach as a church that deadly sin, right? Deadly sin must be confessed. Mortal sin must be confessed. And that's true. But with those smaller sins, with venial sins, with our day-in and day-out regular failings, 
Lord doesn't reserve his grace to just one sacrament. And that's not to demean the sacrament of confession. It's great. It's beautiful. It's a great gift we've been given. But the Lord has given us the ability to receive his grace in many other ways. St. Thomas of Aquinas, St. Thomas Aquinas would famously write in his Summa Theologica that for the remission of venial sins, there were a large list of things that could be done, all the way from saying in our Father to the devout use of holy water, to the praying of the rosary, to acts of charity to others. And of course, at the top of it all, was the reception of Holy Communion. As we're brought in union with Jesus, we're brought in union with him. That indeed washes away venial sin. If venial sin takes us away from God just a little bit, it doesn't break that or sever that relationship with God. It just takes us away a little bit. Then if we move towards him, in our acts. Indeed, it's his grace that had called us forward in those acts. And it's his grace that pours upon us. And so I think during this time, especially as we're um, in our homes, we're called to devote ourselves more and more to those little acts of charity, those little things that can help us to grow in holiness, to allow ourselves in the ordinariness of life and in the unordinariness of life, right, that we encounter the love and mercy of Jesus, that we truly see the face of the Father's mercy, who is Jesus. Some of us may doubt that the Lord can approach us with mercy, doubt that we can ever attain holiness. And that's where the Lord is calling us, is to holiness. And just as Thomas doubted that the Lord could indeed be risen, that the Lord's promise could indeed be true, the Lord approached him with love and mercy. So too he approaches us with love and mercy. He wants to strengthen us in that. To tell us that maybe this time, maybe this time, as we're distancing, maybe this year of 2020, which the whole world's writing off as a waste of a year, maybe that will be the year that we grow in holiness, that we grow in sanctity, that we become saints.